0: So I've always been told when it comes to money, don't put all of your eggs into one basket. There's one thing that people always tell you if you're gonna become an investor. So why is it the automotive industry and a lot of governments around the world are putting all of their eggs into one basket? What is the basket in question? That basket is electric vehicles. Why are we jumping solely into one main power source yet again, like we did at the turn of the 20th century? These are questions that Autolux will take a look at today. Autolux podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from autolux.net. Welcome back to the Autolooks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. coming to you from our main website at autolux.net. If you haven't been there, check it out, stop by, look at some ratings, check out some corporate websites, get some help from us, and then yet again, hit up that podcast page and hear all of our previous podcasts from the autolux.net podcast as I said in the beginning, the world around us is putting everything into one main basket, and that basket is electric vehicles. Now, we get it that Tesla and Elon Musk helped bring the electric vehicle to the mainstay. They basically proved to the world what General Motors thought they could prove. But in yet, we're too easily pushed over in the 90s. Tesla wanted to bring us electric vehicles and they wanted to show us that now, thanks to advancements in battery technology and lithium batteries, we can actually power vehicles for a longer duration, go for a further distance, and they're not as expensive to make. They're better than the vehicles before. They go further than just 60 miles a day and take nearly 8 to 10 hours for a full recharge. But today's advancements in battery technology is far outweighing it. They're showcasing to us that batteries can become more dense in power storage. Meaning we can now store more power to go further. And hell, some of these batteries can even be charged quicker than they could 15 years ago when Tesla burst onto the scene. So why is it that this seems to be the power source of the future? Most governments around the world are now putting in a 2050 timetable of saying, that's it, no more carbon by 2050, and some of them are going as far as saying by 2030, you have to remove internal combustion engine vehicles from your roadways. There will be sale of no new internal combustion vehicles, no hydrocarbons whatsoever. So it even means today, vehicles like the Toyota Prius being a hybrid of an internal combustion engine and battery electric will no longer be applicable in the world of tomorrow. But all of these countries are going after just one power source. And that one power source, yeah, it, it's pre-existing. We have power lines everywhere because power runs through everything. Hell, you're listening to me on something that required power for it to operate. So why are we setting our sights on being solely dependent? on only electricity to power our motor vehicles of the future because when the grid collapses how are you going to get to work everything battery electric during any major catastrophe and everybody knows that when there's storms there's floods there's some sort of natural disaster that knocks out your power lines What's the first thing that most places automatically go to? A backup generator. And most major backup generators are diesel or gasoline powered. So we're relying on hydrocarbon fuel to give us the electricity that we were getting from power lines beforehand. So in the future, tomorrow, we're basically saying that when we have a major power outage, similar to that we had in the the late 2000s in the province of Ontario, where I'm from, for those two days that some people were without power, they wouldn't even be able to leave their houses and go anywhere. They would literally be pushed over 150 years into the past, stating you don't have the money to afford a horse or a carriage, so you're walking to work, and being that most people live between 2 to 20 kilometers away from their work? That's a really long walk. The advent of the automobile and Henry Ford pushing its price down along with Buick and Oldsmobile back in the day allowed us to go everywhere and do whatever we wanted. And Electricity was there in the beginning and the electrical grid was already being set up. It was in its infancy. But why did we step over that and move to a hydrocarbon fuel? Well, essentially, it was a byproduct. It was being thrown away. We found another use for it. But this is something I can carry in a can. Something that will give me lots of power. Similar to that of going to a charging station and only letting it charge for, you know, 15 minutes to give you that extra 60, 70 miles down the road. So you can get to to where you're going to get a full charge. Sort of like, you know, a jerry can gets you to the next gas station. But we want to go hydrocarbon free in the future. I get it. We want to move away from a fuel source that is damaging to our environment. But we're now moving it over to a power source that is run on a grid system that in most industrialized nations around the world is older than the automobile itself. We're utilizing infrastructure older than the one we want to replace. So why are countries doing this? They're throwing all of this money at electric only. With the advent of electric vehicles and seeing, you know, what GM did with the EV1 back in the 90s, companies like Mercedes and BMW were heavily investing into hydrogen technology. Mercedes themselves was working alongside Ballard Motor Systems from Canada. They build power sources, a hydrogen power source, for city buses in the city of Vancouver. They've been running these things since the 90s. The mentality a lot of people have is hydrogen is a bomb, which it is not. I'm sorry to say, but the hydrogen stack inside your vehicle is less likely to blow up and kill you than the gasoline tank in your car. Hydrogen is an alternate fuel source. And yes, there are different variations of it. There's blue, green, and gray. Gray is essentially the bottom of the end. It's hydrogen that uses hydrocarbons to create it. And at the far end is what everybody wants is green hydrogen. Well, hydrogen takes a lot of power to create, but it can also create a lot of power. And the refueling of it is similar to that of an internal combustion engine. So when this thing is similar to an internal combustion engine, requires more parts, which means the maintenance staff for our personal mobility services won't diminish, parts manufacturers won't diminish, the aftermarket industry could still stay there, but in yet all these governments are still throwing more and more money. Hell, not too long ago, I was reading an article from the CEO of Volvo, and he's saying it's a bad idea for car companies to tiptoe towards EV adoption, basically calling out Toyota and the fact that they haven't just jumped full in like they did, or even Volkswagen has. Now, we covered this with, you know, Polestar and why Volvo made Polestar and why Volkswagen has the ID brand and, you know, why they either create a new division or create, you know, a subdivision. We covered that in a podcast, electric cars, the Polestar away, And what we really talked about in that one was why some of these companies were doing this. It's because Volvo is taking their time at adopting electric vehicles, where Polestar is 100% all-in. Where if EV adoption started failing, they could pull the plug on Polestar real easily. Sort of like Volkswagen with their sub-brand, the ID. They can pull the plug a lot easier on an ID3 than if that vehicle was automatically pushed to becoming the electric Golf and the ICE engine was completely gone. They were tiptoeing and taking their turn. They are still doing that to this day. Because essentially Polestar is electric Volvo. But why would Jim Rowan say that? That car companies need to stop tiptoeing towards EV adoption and just jump all in same reason why all these governments are heavily investing in it. They believe this is the right technology for the future. And we now need to invest heavily into it. Because investing heavily into that, now we need to create more power sources. But just like creating gasoline or hydrogen to create power, electricity still requires a lot of hydrocarbons. Nuclear is clean, but has a deadly byproduct that takes thousands of years to break down. Windmills, the blades aren't developed out of 100% recyclable materials, which means at the end of their life, they are leaving a carbon footprint. Dams disrupt nature, but the one thing with dams is their disruption on nature. Nature always finds its way back. It evolves. It changes. It can adapt to the environment it is being pushed into. Hell, you can even create a new environment by building hydro dams. So here's a great idea of. You know, getting more electricity for vehicles. And it's green. It's one of the greenest power sources you can have. But people fight them and they don't want it because they say you're destroying nature. Well, I'm sorry, but since the governments around the world are heavily investing into electric vehicles, we now have to build this massive infrastructure for it charging stations, maintenance facilities. We need more mines to mine all this stuff. There are literally millions of new jobs that are going to open up to. Rep- replace the ones that we are losing by getting rid of the internal combustion engine. The only thing is, 30 years from now, when the entire market has finally caught up to what we need, then what? EV adoption is a great idea, but in a future of tomorrow, only relying on one Power source for our mobility is just a dumb idea. Seriously, just relying on one. I'll give you a context here. If every ship in the world only relied on wind to move around, like we did centuries ago, what happens when there's no wind? Well, what do a lot of sailboats these days have? Another power source. By allowing the world around us to have an alternative power source, So we're not saying that we need to stop this major push on electric vehicles. What we're saying to the CEO of Volvo, Jim Rowan, we need an alternative because your power source isn't 100% reliable and we're going to strain an already strained infrastructure. Why don't we also add in a subsidiary power source? You want to go green? Let's go green. And what do electric people always say about hydrogen coming in? Oh, well, it's super expensive and still causes a carbon footprint. Uh, newsflash to you. 20 years ago, before Tesla even took off, and the adoption rate started nearly 15 years ago with Teslas, they were expensive. They had a massive carbon footprint, thanks to all the materials and that that went into it. Hell, it wasn't even ethically sourced. Most of the batteries in the beginning stages of the electric vehicle industry came from third world nations that used child labor. But now, because all of those things in this economy has grown out of it, we have grown the electric industry to become better for the world around it. Had the government had invested 10 years ago heavily into the hydrogen system as well as the battery electric, where would we be now? El well, Toyota and Honda are already utilizing hydrogen power to power their manufacturing plants. They have so much investment into it that they are ahead of the curve. Horatio Toyota was saying reason why they didn't jump all in on electric is because he always stated the amount of Fukushima reactors they would require in Japan to power every single piece of mobility in that country if it was switched to electric. They had already moved into hybrid technology. So they were already in the electric game before the electric game even came out. So a CEO of a company that jumped in 10 years after the initial start of the hybrid revolution, which gave way to the electric car revolution, should really keep his mouth shut and quit talking about a company that essentially started the revitalization of the green industry for the automotive world. Toyota and Honda were pioneers. Yes, if you don't remember, Honda has also had a fuel cell vehicle. Clarity. And they've also had hybrids. And they've had electrics. They're now working together with General Motors because General Motors have invested so heavily into the electric industry that they are ahead of the Honda game. Toyota already had knowledge from its hybrid technology and its battery sources in that technology because of having plug-in hybrid vehicles. So plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, PHEVs. They already had them. So when a CEO from another company that says all these companies are tiptoeing around this fact, they really should think about the company that they're talking about. A company like Stellantis, who's going all in on electric, but has their division from Chrysler, who's been tiptoeing around electric vehicles since before Tesla, but has never gone anywhere near what the requirement is today. That is a company that now has issues. They have no investment in hydrogen and are just starting to invest in electric. Tiptoeing is only following what the market demands. And yes, there are a lot of car companies out there that are, as Jim Rowan said, tiptoeing into the electric industry. But a company like Toyota, hell even BMW and Hyundai are tiptoeing around electric because they know focusing on one singular power source for the future is stupid. These companies are ahead of the automotive world. They're focusing not only on one power source, but multiple power sources. Hell, Toyota is now looking at liquid hydrogen to power their vehicles. This makes it so you don't have to use power created from the fuel cell to keep the fuel cell stack chilled. It's gonna help expand that market. But with governments only investing in that one power source right now, with no other investments in anything else, they're basically stating to the world, this is where we're going and this is all we should focus on. And in all reality, that's the dumbest thing you can ever do. As we've seen in my home market in Canada or even the American economy. Their investments are only going into the electric industry. Yes they they are giving incentives and investments into the hydrogen world as well for an alternative power source but you know what it's not as great as the electric industry. So essentially their portfolio is over 90% in the electric vehicle industry with less than 10% being towards other power sources. So if electric industry as we've seen already can't keep Keep up with the demand then that asset isn't going to be as worth as much as you really think it is and people will start looking for alternative means and if there is no alternative means then you're really screwed so in all reality should we be all in on electric no we shouldn't we should be looking at multiple power sources hell for decades people have been looking at biofuel mcdonald's literally can power our vehicles with its used grease companies like porsche are looking at synthetic fuels for the future because they look at a future when people fans of their vehicles say i have a 98 porsche 911 carrera 4s but I don't want to put a battery pack in it. I bought that car and I want to keep that car and go to car shows with its original power source in it. do you get people like me who look at my 351 Cleveland sitting there waiting for my Mustang to be rebuilt. I'm not putting a battery source into it. I'm not looking at the world of tomorrow saying, oh, you want me to do battery and everything because everybody's all in on this one power source? No, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at the fact that my classic car has a big early V8 engine that rumbles under my seat. I want to hear that power and feel it as well. It's similar with little five-speed that's in my garage. I want to feel the power. There are alternative fuel sources existing today which will help bring us to a near-zero hydrocarbon future. But until governments and companies like Volvo and Polestar get it out of their mind that this one specific power source is the wave of the future, then we just might be stuck until something major happens my last note, I'm going to leave you with this. If you're a fan of the the show The Walking Dead, think of it this way. It is an apocalyptic world of zombies. Ten years after everything is gone. So about ten years after, most of the gasoline you can find for internal combustion engines has gone so bad it'll destroy your vehicles. Or you've used all of it up. So there's no more fuel for your internal combustion engines. Most solar panels, windmills, everything is starting to die out. There's no power for your electric vehicles. Horse and buggy is what we have to go back to. And since we can't mine to get stuff, to create batteries for new electric vehicles, what are we gonna start looking at? We're gonna start looking at synthetic or biofuels to power our vehicles. 10 years on, there is still tons of waste products sitting at fast food restaurants. We grow crops, which we could turn into fuel sources. We know this right now that we have renewable resources which we can utilize for fuel sustainability, but we're putting all of our eggs into one basket. So in that world that I just spoke of, don't you wish we explored multiple possibilities for power sustainability? Or had we invested into those, most humans by that time would be educated on the fact that we can create power sources from things around us, which means we could rebuild society that much quicker. So in the end, really, we shouldn't be investing everything into one direct power source. We should play it like a proper financial advisor would tell us to do. Multiple stocks in multiple areas. Putting all your investments into one area just means when that one area has a major problem, you lose tons of money. And 2030 isn't that far off. And if we get there and there's not enough mines and not enough electricity being created, we just threw all of our eggs into a basket that is now failing us. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it. Go on to any of the major social feeds or even streaming sites that you found the Autolux Podcast on and like us, especially if you want to hear more episodes. We release a new episode every week. So, if you want to get the know how and you want to hear about all, all of our new episodes, then follow us on any of the major streaming sites or even check out our website at autolux.net. So, for myself, Everett Jay, and the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride of this investment blunder. <laughs>